So, we're going to take today's daf at the bottom of the page from Rabbi, Rabbi Zera. So, both Rabbi Zera Rabbi and, uh, and, uh, and Rabbi, they, they are arguing on each other as to what the reason is. So, the Gemara is asking, Rabbi Zera, what's wrong with Rabbi's logic that it was the Aver Mechitzos that you were Shovis in from the beginning, from Yom, from before Shabbos? And that's why it's allowed by the ship case. Why did not he? Why didn't he like that answer? So my time alone, Amr Karabo, Amr Loch is because he'll tell you Michitzos Lavriach Mayim Asuyos. The boats, the boats' walls are not really built as walls. They're built to chase the water away, because it basically is to divert the water. It's doing a different purpose, not to, to be an enclosure, not to. Not to not to uh, serve as a uh, as a as a you know what what you know for privacy or for what normal mechitzos are doing. This is just to keep the water from coming on the boat. It's a different purpose, and therefore that's not a regular proper mechitza, and that's why it doesn't work. For we can't base it on the mechitzos according to Rabzera. Now the Rabbah, my time alone, Why did Rabbah not like Rabzera's answer? Chora, his answer was a good answer too. The answer is, you're right. It is a good answer. In fact, Rabbi does agree with Rabbi Zera when the boat's moving, because that was his whole svara was when the boat's moving. But Ma'aleches, he says, Even nobody argues on when the boat's moving that it should be allowed. Is no iser of tchumin because it's constantly moving. Um, the whole is only when it's a standing boat that's not moving, then are you allowed to walk the whole span of the boat? But if it's moving, since it travels past the trum anyway, so while it's moving, so there's no concern at all. Past the it's moving at a pace that you're never in the same Dalaramas anyway. So no matter where you walk, you're always in the new Dalaramas that it, the ship brought you. That's something like the Svara, basically. And everybody would agree to that, even Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shua, who are machmer in the ship. So Amr of Nachman by Yitzchak Masnisa Namideka. If you look in the Mishnah, it actually makes sense. While the boat's going, there is no dispute. Memai, how do you see that? The Mishnah says that there was a story where they came from this place, Plantrasin, and the boat was traveling in the sea. And Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Halcho Eskula, they walked the entire span of the ship. They didn't have a problem. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Kiva, Lozazo, Me'arba Amos, they didn't move from their Dalat Amos. Why? Sheratzu la'ach merlatzman, because they wanted to be extra strict. If they held it was usher, that's not the terminology that you would use. E'amrit bishlam e'bamelech s'lopligi, that when the boat's moving, there's no problem. Ha'indiktani ratzu, then it makes sense that they wanted to be machmer, because what if the ship stops? Then they're going to automatically be not allowed to walk, so they took on a stringency. But if they're arguing when the ship's going, why would they use the term when they wanted to be strict? It's usr. They should have just said it's usr, not sounds like that, there wasn't, that they admit that there was nothing really wrong when the ship's moving. So that's a rishtikl raya, that, that, that nobody argues when it's traveling. Now, Amr Abashi, Nasnisa Namideka, another source in the Mishnah, fits into the Mishnah. Why did Tani Svina? Because it says, ship, Dumya did Dir which is similar 
to the deer and the sar, which are enclosed areas. They're not moving anywhere. So it makes sense that the boat that they were talking about is even a boat that stands still. Okay. Took us to the next, next thing. So the son of Rava said to Ravashi, the law follows Rav Gamliel when it comes to a case of the ship. Now, do you mean that there's anybody who argues on the ship case? Well, so the Gemara says, in. Yes, indeed, there is. Fatanya, the Bryce says, meaning the Gemara is asking that um, even the Chacham, even Rabbi Akiva, seem to only be Ratzul Achmed. It sounds like that they agree that the ship's allowed. So Gemara says, no, but when the ship is stationary, there's a dispute. Fatanya and the Brysa brings down, Hananya, uh, Omer, Hananya said, now Hananya was the nephew, was the nephew of Rabbi Yoshua, who, from the story. And he said, over, Kal Osayom, that entire day on the boat, what do you think they were talking about, the whole ship ride? They were talking about, are you allowed to walk the whole span of the ship, are you not? They were going back and forth. And Yashua Vidada Bidvar Halacha, they were judging on this deciding this halacha. Emesh, and yesterday Achriachiaba, my father came out, Halacha Rab Gamliel Bisfina, that Rab Gamliel is correct when it comes to the case of the ship. Halacha Rab Kiva Bidir which implies that indeed on a standing ship there is a machlokas between at least Rabbi Kiva and Rab Gamliel. But the halacha of Rabbi Yeshua Paskin, he came out with Machria, that Rabbi Gamliel is right with regards to the ship. And that would be based on the reasons that we saw, because you were always in those mechitzos. And uh, Rabbi Kiva, the halacha will follow his opinion, that you're only allowed to carry Dalit Amis in an enclosure when they carry you to a different enclosure. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. Boy, Rav Hananya, Rav Hananya asked the question. Yes, Tchumin, Lamayla Masar. Is there an issue of Tchumin? When people are, when you're traveling above ten tefachim, or is there no tchum when you're higher than ten tefachim? So amud gavoa sara verachav arba. If you have a pillar that's more than ten high and it's four wide, so that's considered lo tebaylach the shaila is not even a shaila. The aris michti, even though it's very elevated, that's considered. Land and for sure, there's traveling. So if you're you're on an elevated walkway, that's wide enough. There's nothing to talk about. Of course, that's walking outside the tchum. It's aras michta. It's it's even land. It just happens to be high up. Doesn't matter. We're talking about where it's a pillar that's high, but it's very very narrow. So it's not really comfortable for walking. Is there in Israel tchumin or not? That's one pshat. Or Inami, and this is very interesting, he used the power of Kvitza. Kvitza is jumping, but it doesn't really mean jumping. Rashi explains that what we're talking about over here is, is that using, utilizing various holy names, one is, a la- one is capable of flying. So he can put, you know, whatever, figure out a way, if he knows how to do it, and then he'll be basically walking in the air, are you allowed to come from outside the Tchum in the air when you're not walking on anything? Okay? So, uh, fascinating that they would be discussing this. Apparently, they knew how to do it. Okay? Lishnach, we know, or another Pshat, Bismina, a boat, a boat where there's deep water, so the ground is way below the 10th Tfach mark. 
Is that okay also to come from outside the Tchum on a boat? It's actually relevant in an airplane also. This is, by the way, the same discussion. You're flying above the Ten Tfachim mark on the, on the boat, on the, on the airplane. It's really that discussion. So this is Mamish Negea La'alach. Not only for people who know how to, you know, use uh, Kabbalah to fly. Okay. Um, so, listen, now, Mike, what's Allah? Oh, my Rav Oshia, Rav Oshia says, Tashma, come in here, proof. So, why do I fly in the helicopter or something? Yeah, even an airplane, you know, it's the same discussion. The airplane, it flies in from outside the Trum. Sometimes you get stuck on a flight and the flight coming in. It's coming from outside the Trum. Is there an issue of being from outside the Trum if you are above the 10th Fachim mark? That's exactly the discussion. It's very relevant. So, anyway, so we're trying to bring a proof. So Tashma coming to prove Meiser Shabbat Miplan Drasin Ve'Efligus Ve'Nasim Miyam. That was the case of the government, and and the whole discussion over there sounds like that there was an issue of Tchum. Now Iyamir Bishlam Yesh Tchum, and if there's Tchum in Mishamachi Ratzu, that's why they were Machmir. Eliyamir Tein Tchum, and if there's no Tchum in Amir Ratzu, what's the big deal? There's no Tchum, and you're above the twenty, the Tanama, ten Tefach mark. The answer is Kedam Rava B'Malachas Berkak. Like Rava answered in other cases that we're talking about where it's going in shallow waters, so therefore the bottom of the boat is not that high above the ground level, less than 10 tfachim off the ground level, so that's the difference. So it's not a proof. Tashma Kamanir proof, another proof. They didn't enter the port till after nightfall of either Shabbos or Yom Tif. Now, if there's an issue of Tchumin, so then Shapir, that's why he had to measure are we within the Tchum or not. Who cares that we're outside the Tchum? And that's where Rav says, it was very shallow waters, and that's why it was relevant because they're traveling on the ground, basically, um, from outside the Tchum. So it doesn't prove anything. Okay. Tashma Kamanir proof. Fascinating story. Hani Shev Shmaita, there were seven teachings. This Amram Bitzafra Bishabta Kamed Rav that was stated in Shabbos morning in front of Rav Chizda Besura in the city of Sura. Ovadi Panya de Shabta, Shabbos afternoon, Kamed Rav Bibumpadisa. The same seven Shmaitas were shared. In Pumpadisa, which is quite a distance away from Surah, in that same Shabbos afternoon, how did the words get there? It's outside the Tchum. Man Amrinu, who was able to say it over? Lav Elio Amrinu, must have been Elio who said it over. How is Elio allowed to travel? Obviously, you know, if you're, if you're flying like Elio flies, so then you can do it. And therefore, that's not called coming out from outside the Tchum. It's a good answer. Where it says, Lo, who says that it was Eliyahu? you brought it. Delma Yosef Shida Minu. Maybe it was given to us by none other than Yosef the demon. Okay? He was well known as a friend of the rabbis. He was, happened to a demon that loved learning and he used to study with the rabbis all the time. And a shade is not Chayven Mitzvah. So Eliyahu, it's interesting. Eliyahu is Chayven Mitzvah and he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be to keep Shabbos. But a, a demon is not chayv to keep Shabbos. Still, uh, apparently, he doesn't have the Isra to learn Torah. I, I don't know. Very interesting, uh, or whatever. I'm not sure exactly how to f- 
figure this out, but that's the story. Okay, bottom line is it's not a proof. All right, now, it's getting very fascinating here. Tashma, come in your case. Hareini Nazir, I am taking on my Naziris, B'yoyim Shebin David Ba. On the day that Mashiach comes, that's when I'm taking on my status of Naziris. So, Mutter Lishtes Yain B'Shabbos V'yom Tovim. On Shabbos and Yom Tov, you can drink wine because you can know that he obviously did not come on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Okay, we'll see why. Okay. <coughs> so on Shabbos and Yom Tov, you would be allowed to eat, drink wine. The Aser, Lishtes Yain, Kolim Masachol, but any weekday, it could be that Mashiach uh, came today and you wouldn't be aware, or he's coming today, and therefore you would not be allowed to drink wine any weekday, only Shabbos and Yom Tov. Now, what's the case? Yeah, Rabbi Shlomi is If it's an issue of Tchumen, Hainu de Bishavas is Yom Tov and Mutter. That's why on Shabbos and Yom Tov it's Mutter, because how's Mashiach going to come? He can't come, um, he, he, he can't come because there's an issue of Tchumen. He's not going to show up first on Shabbos. El Yamatain Tchumen, if there's no Tchumen, Bishabas Yom Tov, my Mutter. Why would you be allowed to drink the wine? Maybe he'll show up on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you misunderstand. How is it going to work when Mashiach comes? Shiny awesome. It's different over there. Dhamma Krug, as the Pasuk says, very interesting Pasuk. Behold, I am sending to you. I'm sending you Yom Hashem. Before the day of God comes. Meaning, Eliyahu Navi comes the day before Mashiach comes. And that's how it's going to happen. Elio didn't come the day before. So that's how you know, since Elio didn't come the day before, that it's okay to, to, to eat on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So the Gemara says, wait a second. I should be allowed to eat every day of the weekday. Why? Because um, every day I know that Elio didn't come yesterday, because otherwise I would have heard it. So therefore, it must be that today uh, Mashiach's not coming, because Elio didn't come the day before. So the Mur says, no. Ella, obviously, the fact that you're not allowed to eat it on weekday, drink wine on a weekday just in case. Because maybe El Navi did come, but who says he's talking to you? He talked to the Bezdin Agadol, to the high courts, to the, to, to, the big, to the big guns. That's who he's presenting that Mashiach is coming. Who says he's sharing the news with everybody? So the Gemara says, no. That is so, so then why is Shabbos and Yom Tov allowed? Maybe he came on a Friday to the Bezdan Agadol. So the Gemara says, no, that can't be. It is already a, a, a promise to the Jewish people. Elio doesn't show up on Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tov. Why? Because you've got to be prepared for Shabbos. And it's going to distract you from your preparations for Shabbos and for Yom Tif. And therefore, Elio, thank you, but no thank you, don't come on a Friday. So, right now we're thinking, if Elio won't come on a Friday, then Mashiach also won't come on a Friday. So if that's the case, if Mashiach's not coming on a Friday, so then Elio's also not going to come on a Thursday to tell us that Mashiach's coming on a Friday. So then I should be allowed not only to eat every, to drink wine or eat grapes on every Shabbos, um, in this case, but I should even be allowed to do so on Friday. So the so Gemara says, no, Elio lo asi. It's true Elio won't come on a Friday, but Mashiach asi. 
Mashiach could come on a Friday, okay? People don't know this, okay? It's good to know that it could be Mashiach will come on a Friday. Why? The given Nazi Mashiach, once Mashiach comes, uh, everyone, Israel, then we can have plenty of people doing the work for us. So you don't have to worry. There's no Tarach anymore. You don't have to worry about being stuck. It's like I have to do all the preparations for Shabbos. There's going to be a whole um, entourage of people who are just going to want to help us out for Shabbos. So it'll be a lot easier. Oh, so the Gemara says, But why not Sunday? Should, this person should be allowed to drink wine on a Sunday. Um, because how could Eliyahu and Navi come on Shabbos? Doesn't that prove that there's no Tchumen? And that's why, um, and that's why Eliyahu could come even on a Shabbos to tell you that Mashiach is coming on Sunday. Because if there was Tchumen, then why are we allowed to uh, why isn't he allowed to drink wine on Sunday? The law is Elio Shabbos because Elio didn't come on Shabbos. So the Gemara says that's not a proof. Haitana, Sefuke Misafkale. Because he's not sure. This Tana, the reason why he said you can't eat any day of Chol, even Sunday, because he's Mesupak, whether there's Tchumen in the air or not. So therefore, Luchumra. So therefore, you have to take a stringent sense that maybe there is no Tchumen, and therefore Eliyahu and Navi would be allowed to come on Shabbos, and if that's the case, the Mashiach could come on a Sunday. Okay? Um, so the Gemara says, the Koy Amos, the Koy Nadar. Um, where, which day of the week is this person making the vow? That's the question. If he's standing on a regular weekday, so then there's another big problem here. Given the Chal Alei Nezirus, once he has to keep the Nazirus already because maybe Mashiach is coming today, how can he be allowed to drink on Shabbos and undo an existing Nazirus? So it must be, El de Koibe Shabbat, he must have been uh, standing on Shabbos, and he took on a vow. And then he was standing on Yom Tif and he also took on a vow. And it was only allowed on that day. But past that time, he is not allowed. In other words, this is a very short-lived allowance. It's only when he takes on the vow on a Shabbos or a Yom Tif, then for that Shabbos and Yom Tif, he is allowed to drink wine. But if he took it, but if he took it on in a weekday, since we're starting the Nazirus, nothing can remove it already, even though he started it not knowing, because after all, any weekday, it's still possible that Mashiach came and you didn't get the news yet. So that's the story. And we would be usher um, from then on. And that's the story. Okay, so that takes us to the next part of the Mishnah. They didn't make it to the port till after nightfall. And they asked him, are we allowed to leave? And he said, I was looking through my handy-dandy tool, and it was okay. So Tana, we learned, Shvul Feres, Oisolo, the Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel had a tube, which is, you know, like a type of telescope. Okay, I think it's called a sex, sextant? I don't know. Sextant, yeah, that's... Uh, is that what... That, they measure distance? Something like that. Sextant is more for, like, lining up or measuring angles and distance. It's not for distance, just angles? 
Right, so that's what it sounds like. It's something like that. It was for distance. This is what he's doing. He's measuring two, He's measuring distance. So he had some. So it's a, it was like a tube. The Ram Gamliel had show you mabit itself a body would look mama. You could basically tell he was measured pre measured to two thousand amma distance. So if it's fo- that's what I thought it was like. It's focused. Rashi says if you pull it longer, so then it sees farther. If you push it shorter, then it sees closer. And it was preset at the 2,000 ama focus, and therefore, if you can see it's focused on the on the land, then you know that you're within 2,000 amas, something like that. Yeah, it sounds like a telescope, the way Rashi describes it. But uh, it's a chiddush that Rabbi Gamliel had telescopes; they weren't they weren't around in that in that time. And it can measure also 2,000 in the sea. Huh? It wasn't from yeah. Galileo. I mean, yeah. Rabbi Ra- Ra- Galileo is way before Galileo. Yes. Um, huh? Okay. Harotza leida kama omko shel If you want to know how deep a valley is, maybe shvoferes a mabitpa. You can use this shvoferes and measure down the depth. Vieda kama omko shel You can know how deep it is. Harotza leida kama gova shel You want to know the height of a palm tree? Moted kamaso. There's another way to do it. That's very interesting. You measure your height. Vitzilo and Komaso uh, Vitzilo, uh, you measure it. Um, your own height, Evishid Vitzilo, and your shade. Vitzel Komaso and the shade of the height of the, of the tree. So, in other words, and based on ratio, you could figure out that I know how tall I am. I'm whatever, 5'9, and my shadow is, you know, 3 feet. So, if its shadow is, is 12 feet, I can figure out the ratio. And I know exactly how tall the palm tree is. We had the Kama Govishal Dekel. Harot says, Shalot Tishre Chayero Betzel Kever. If you want that the wild animals shouldn't hang out in the, sh- in the shade of a kever. So here's how you measure to keep the shade good. No, it's kind of a Dalit shows beyond. You look at four hours in the day and stick a peg near the area. Look where the shade goes. And what you do is you make one side of the kever like a diagonal, so it's basically blocking all the shaded area. So there's no place for the animal to be comfortable. Animals going to be tempted to hang out in a shaded area, but if you cut, but if you went on the diagonal, then it's nothing to worry about. Um, and I think this is a good stopping point. This next piece really continues on into today's daf, tomorrow's daf. So we'll stop at Nehemia Breder of Chimiloi and save that for tomorrow. Pleasure learning with everyone. Have a nice day and easy